Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Joining us to analyze the latest market actions is Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Dan. How about you? Not too bad. Happy hum day. We finally made it to the midweek. Now we kick off today's session with stories in the crypto space. And if you remember just yesterday, the US Securities and Exchange Commission sued Binance, the world's largest crypto trading platform, after they accused the firm of mishandling customer funds artificially inflating trading volume on the site and taking steps to evade the U.S. regulation. And now today, the SEC widened its crackdown on the industry as it is now charging the biggest crypto trading platform in the U.S. with operating illegally. Which company am I talking about? Well, that's none other than Coinbase. Now, the second lawsuit in two days against a major crypto exchange marks a dramatic escalation of crackdown in the industry and one that could potentially transform Form and dr- dr- dramatically transform a market that has largely operated outside regulation. Tell us more about the latest SEC charge against Coinbase, Ryan. Yeah, so the crackdown widens. We thought it would have Binance, at least for you know, a short while, there'd be some um, breather. But mm. two lawsuits in two days, and then it starts to raise the question of who or what is going to be next. And if you look at the latest, you've got the Coinbase lawsuit with allegations of how it is operating illegally. So this, perhaps not a surprise if you are a Coinbase investor and you actually read the prospectus when it went for IPO. Mm -hmm. So two years ago, it filed with the SEC to start publicly trading. And part of the disclosures was a disclaimer that there is a high degree of uncertainty. Yeah regarding the legality of its operations and also warned that regulators may disagree with the company's views that it is not subject to listing rules. Mm. Well, fast forward two years, we've now come to that lawsuit today where the SEC says it is illegal for the, uh, for Coinbase to operate in the US at least. So that is what's playing out right now. Oh boy. And you can imagine it's not going to be good news for Coinbase's share price mm-hmm. or its business. It has to figure out how it's going to respond. And for now, they are refuting the allegations. Yes. And it's uh, quite a concerning time for Coinbase. And, you know, but though they said that they're willing to take its legal fight with the US Security Exchange Commission all the way to the nation's highest court as the government agency widens its crackdown. Now, according to Coinbase's top lawyer, Paul Grewell, he said that if it takes going to the Supreme Court, that is what they're prepared to do. He added that he believes the company will also prevail. So the question remains, in its unwavering attempt to crack down on the crypto space, do you think the SEC fundamentally has gotten this wrong? Or does this even reflect a similar tune to what we've seen with FTX, Ryan? Yeah, perhaps the FTX saga was a wake-up call. I mean, it does follow in that sequence, right? You have FTX and then you now you have this crackdown. What? took them so long to start cracking down on what they deemed to be illegal if it was illegal in the first place. So mm. this, I guess, you have to take it into account that you know, FTX happened and then maybe they started to look into things more closely. Right. Um, going back to Coinbase, another aspect of it is how they felt that the staking as a service program, which is if you're with Coinbase, you can actually lock in 
your mm-hmm. crypto, like a fixed D of sorts, and then get some returns in terms of rewards yeah. from whoever's coming out of your coin mm-hmm. through blockchain. So that they deem it as illegal based on listing rules. So that is going to be a, a matter of debate, I imagine, for quite some time. Who is right, who is wrong, whose yeah. definition you use. Um, and again, well, it is making people sit up. Yeah, certainly quite concerning here. I mean, the change in regulations and the what you can or cannot do, I think it's still in the works. Now, meanwhile, turning back to Binance, in the latest development, the SEC filed an emergency motion in Washington Federal Court asking the judge to freeze assets of Binance's US platform and repatriate both fiat currency and crypto held by the services customers. So tell us more about this emergency restraining order and what would this mean for investors, Ryan? Yeah, pretty much anyone holding on to Binance assets, the management, um, they are having their assets being frozen. That is what the SEC is requesting from a Washington federal judge. Mm. And this is, I guess, in the belief that they want um, the management to be accountable and they don't want them to transfer the money or assets anywhere before uh, they can get their hands on it. So that, I think, is the uh, rationale behind the restraining order mm-hmm. on assets by Binance. And mm-hmm. also, I think you take into context as well the tone of the lawsuit that SEC filed against Binance. Yeah. It was a much harsher tone and there are stronger allegations. This included defrauding investors, mm. improperly commingling funds, plus operating as an unregistered broker, dealer, and clearinghouse, which is what, um, to some extent, what Coinbase is being accused of. So it's got even more um, downside or more accusations against Binance. So mm. that is the color that uh, is around the Binance lawsuit. Yeah, quite a quite a very ugly picture we're painting here in the crypto space. So we're going to have to wait and see how the story develops in the next few days. We'll keep you in touch with that. Now, we now take flight un- down under. Just recently, Australia's central bank surprised investors for a second straight month with an interest rate increase that suggested it's worried about inflation expectations becoming more unmoored if policy isn't tightened further. Now, the Reserve Bank also signaled further that, you know, further rate hike may actually be required even as money markets are still refraining from fully pricing in another adjustment. So, Ryan, why did the RBA turn hawkish since a pause in April even as jobs growth eases and consumer spending cools? Yeah, I guess it's just a reflection of how dynamic these things are uh, where central banks have to watch out for the latest data points and mm. figure out if they need to continue with their policy path. And here is the Australian Central Bank. You know, expectations were for it to pause. It did not surprise markets. And that helped the Australian dollar um, rise further. So right. I, th- I guess um, that is something you have to take into account that it has a lot to balance, uh, including jobs growth. We talk about it. Uh, easing, mm-hmm. but inflationary concerns are still there. So it is looking like it's leaning towards a more uh, cautious approach to make sure that inflation is addressed more fully before it takes its foot off the pedal. Um, so for now, what we're hearing is that they expect um, 
inflation to still be an issue. So one of the things that stood out was mm. um, the Tuesday statement. And one of it was the term medium-term inflation expectations remain well anchored. That sentence has been removed. Okay. So that gives some indication of how unsure they are when it comes to the um, inflationary path for Australia going forward. So it does not look like they have a very um, clear, or at least not committing to anything for now, what's going to happen down the road. Yeah, this uh, decision to hike by another 25 basis points brings the cash rate to 4.1%. And that's its highest level in 11 years. And economists and markets had slightly favoured no change for this month. So that was that really came as a surprise. But as, it's, as they have also mentioned earlier, the RBA also said that the further increase in interest rates is to provide greater confidence that inflation will return to target within a reasonable time frame. I think now we're still playing with a lot of um, uncertainty as well as uh, the lack of uh, convince the lack of data that enough to convince um, them to pause or perhaps even drop interest rates. Now we turn our attention over to the EV space and today we'll be analysing the performance of one of the world's leading EV makers. Now, mention the growing po- global popularity of electric vehicles and most people would think of cars from Tesla. But today, we're going to look into a Shenzhen-based company that has been on a tear in China, dethroning Volkswagen as the nation's biggest selling car brand during this year's first quarter. And I'm talking about none other than BYD. Ryan, talk to, bo- talk to us about BYD's performance so far and how the competitive edge of this Warren Buffett-backed company is putting it ahead of its competitors. Yeah, so- so the growth story for BYD or Build Your Dream mm. continues. And among the milestones it's reaching is that it's you know, taken over as one of the top suppliers of batteries right. for EVs, overtaking LG as uh, number two right now. Mm. So that is just showing how much market share BYD, how competitive it is. Um, so some of the things that appear to be going well for BYD is the technology behind the batteries. Some people believe that it can work more efficiently and also has longer mileage. So that's one of the biggest selling points. Another one is the affordability. And this comes with the company's vertical integration where we talk about how it's a battery supplier. And of course, it makes the car. So it kind of makes it easier for it to control costs and Mm. build a cheaper vehicle, unlike its competition. So that is something going well for BYD. Yeah, certainly quite interesting for BYD. In fact, it also topped April's EV sales here in Singapore with more than 120 BYDs sold in just April alone. And it's like what you've mentioned, uh, the supercharged BYD is also overtaken LG as the world's number two EV battery supplier. And also earlier this week, if you remember, BYD also won the uh, won the deal in Indonesia uh, to work with uh, one of its, uh, I believe it's one of its the taxi, the taxi operator, is that Bluebird. right? Bluebird, yeah. So uh, that shows how much market share is actually working on and, uh, and actually earning in this space. So we're going to have to watch very closely in terms of how BYD is set to perform in the next few days and months. But now we're going to play a game of up or down and you're going to guess whether a stock or a topic is going to be up or down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. First on the list, we've got Subway. All right, Subway is an up for me and they have signed a deal in China 
for 4,000 new sandwich shops over the next 20 years. So mm. this is if a um, an agreement with a master franchisee. So good news for its overseas expansion strategy. Yeah, 4,000 new location, uh, new sh- new shops for Subway. I guess people are loving their, their sandwiches, right? Are you a big fan of uh, Subway, Ryan? Uh, I used to, but then it doesn't fill me up as before. I'm not sure why. So I am not as frequent a Subway customer as before. Mm, big man, you need... Probably a food long. protein. Raw protein, yes. All right, I'm going to go with an up for Subway as well. Let's move on over to the next one. We've got Challenger Technologies. All right, this is going to be an up for me. And because you've got Challenger raising its cash offer to 60 cents per share to go private not too long ago, it was 56 cents. Mm. That was why I proposed on May the 30th. So it's sweetened the deal Perhaps not a surprise because the last time it offered the same price at 56 cents, mm-hmm. it got shut down by minority shareholders. This was back in 2019. So it is sweetening the deal. Um, it is also at 60 cents above the last closing price of 58 cents. Right. That is, I guess, a consolation if you um, want to look at it that way. That mm-hmm. it is a chance for investors to exit at a premium to last close. With um, the company saying that this is with a view that the stock is um, ha- has low liquidity, and this will then give investors a chance to exit at a premium, as it describes it. Yeah, the latest offer price represents a 10.5% premium over the volume weighted average price of 54.3 cents per share. Now let's move on next to the on the list. We've got Singtel. Okay, Singtel is an up for me. So they are involved in, or at least proposing, submitting a proposal to build Singapore's island-wide quantum-safe networks. So this is going to be big infrastructure plans for Singapore as it tries to future-proof its connectivity. So we can imagine it is going to be a very big project. Yeah, certainly uh, quite good news for... Singtel over here. In fact, quantum computing has the potential to solve problems that are too complex for classical computers and may even be able to break existing encryption algorithms that are used to secure communications. So, some good news for Singtel. I'm going to go with an up. And last on the list, we've got Capital DC Read. All right, Capital DC Read. We've been tracking this because of the bankruptcy mm. of one of the tenants, the data center called Sixterra. Yeah. So, this... Earlier was with some concern that Capital DC Reed losing one tenant would mean they would not get the rent contribution. But it has come out to say that it will have no material impact on its DPU or distribution per unit. So that is, I guess, some consolation for investors who are a bit worried. Yeah. Capital DC Reed, no material impact. I suppose I'm going to go with a slight down for this one over here. Still not in the news force. Still not in the spotlight or for some good news. So I'm going to go with a down for Capital DC Reed. Interesting. Thank you so much for that, Ryan. As always, thank you for this good and comprehensive breakdown of Market View. We're going to catch you again tomorrow. Now, coming up in the next hour, I'll be exploring some of the behaviours of travellers in Singapore and here in the Asia-Pacific region, and perhaps also why the preference for experiences over things persists. So you're going to go on and stick around for that, but meanwhile, continue to keep it right here with us on Money FM 89.3.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.